deal. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Greetings for this meeting where we chatter about what matters on the latest edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. We hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, music, and more. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T, the show designed with you in mind. If today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Steve Harvey, the late Betty White, Jim Carrey, late infamous boxer Muhammad Ali, beloved first lady Michelle Obama, late inventor Benjamin Franklin, actor-singer Ray J, rapper Lil Jon, actor James Earl Jones, as well as the late Eartha Kitt. Today on the national calendar is International Mentoring Day and National Bootleggers Day. Yesterday on the national calendar was celebrated as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It was in 1986 when President Reagan signed a proclamation declaring the third Monday in January a legal holiday honoring Dr. King. Today, we continue to honor the legacy of a great man. We celebrate a man who was at the front of the civil rights movement in the 1950s and 60s. Dr. King sought equality and human rights for African Americans, the economically disadvantaged, and all victims of injustice through peaceful protests. Dr. King was born on January 15, 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia, as Michael Luther King and later changed his name. He was a Baptist minister, a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, married to the beautiful Coretta Scott King, a father of four. He was the youngest man to receive the Nobel Peace Prize at the age of 35. And some other interesting facts about Dr. King, he was arrested 29 times. He was also only 15 when he went to Morehouse College. The world mourned his death when he was assassinated on the evening of April 4th, 1968 on the balcony of a Memphis motel. I want to pause and give a shout out to the MLK Commemorative Commission out of Knoxville, who hosted a series of fabulous events to honor Dr. King. I also have to broadcast a proud mama moment as my son, Tylen Baker, was the recipient of the inaugural MLK Youth Award. Congratulations to him as well as all the others that were honored on behalf of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy. Thank you for your contributions and service to the community. As we continue with our theme, Jumpstart in January, think about ways to jumpstart a spark that will honor the work of our ancestors. What can you do? to continue the movement that will consider all people as equal and create civil rights for all citizens. Your jumpstart tip for today is to boost your mind and amplify your actions. Continue a quest for knowledge and use that knowledge to support and grow others as well as invest your intellect toward progress and pulling others up. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business, become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service or product. 
business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs. Why not build your brand on Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Let's turn our attention to today's T's Tidbits. Last week, I shared a few companies are celebrating HBCUs and Black history with their own line of apparel and products. This week, I found that in light of JCPenney's first anniversary with Hope and Wonder, which is a private label brand, the company created to honor those commemorating what is described as cultural observances, JCPenney's is planning to release another Black History Month collection. Last year, when JCPenney launched Hope and Wonder, the company contributed $100,000 of its sales to a nonprofit organization called Black Girl Smile. Now they have a new Black History Month collection for 2023, and I plan to check it out. Also, Pepsi and the NFL are bringing attention and exposure to Black-owned restaurants across the country. Through its Dig In program, the program announced by Pepsi in 2020 provides Black-owned restaurants with the business resources they need and catering opportunities to help them financially. The NFL joined the program in 2021 and has used it to promote Black-owned eateries in cities where its offices are located by hiring them to provide food for its employees. Another happy highlight, filmmaker and Morehouse College graduate Spike Lee has announced a new fellowship program, which he established, the Spike Fellows Program, in collaboration with the Gersh Agency to support students at the Atlanta University Center Consortium, AUCC. This includes those enrolled at Morehouse College, Spelman College, Clark Atlanta University. The Spike Fellows Program is based on the principle that access plus exposure will create opportunities and students selected will receive academic debt relief, industry mentorship, postgraduate internships, and full-time employment. Economists say reparations to Black Americans would total $13 to $14 trillion. Duke economist Dr. William Darity estimates that the funds would close the racial wealth gap and eliminate race-based government restitution. While there is some debate, about how to discern who is eligible, Darity believes recipients of reparations should have to prove they have at least one ancestor who was enslaved in the United States. Those in dispute want black immigrants to the U.S. to be likewise eligible because they have also faced racial discrimination in this country. Recipients would also need to have self-identified as black or African-American for a dozen years before the reparations plan is approved. This indeed is an interesting idea and an appealing notion. I am eager to see if this gets any traction and how people will respond. Lisa Marie Presley, a singer and the only child of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, died this past Thursday. She was 54. Presley was hospitalized in critical condition after reportedly suffering a cardiac arrest at her home. The mayor of New York, traveled to the Mexican border city of El Paso on Sunday and declared that there is no room in the inn. He actually said there's no room in New York for the busloads of migrants to what is America's most populous city. Now, I'm curious about your thoughts on migrants from Mexico entering the U.S. 
How should the situation be handled? I read the immigrant crisis has exacerbated a housing crisis in New York and made homelessness worse. President Joe Biden spoke at the 54th annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day commemorative service Monday at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, becoming the first sitting president to do so. President Biden called the police officers to be retrained so they're taught not to use deadly force in every situation. He said that he has signed a historic executive order that included key elements of a bill at a federal level. He wants to ban chokeholds and greatly restrict non-knock warrants. He also wants to create a national database for officer misconduct and tighten the use of force policies to emphasize de-escalation. The Biden administration is also fighting redlining with a task force. City National Bank is set to pay $31 million in a redlining settlement, which is the Department of Justice's largest ever. The California-based bank is the latest to be found systematically avoiding lending to racial and ethnic minorities. This brings another issue to mind, and that's the one of homelessness. A man was arrested during a mental health crisis, was put into a solitary confinement cell at an Arkansas County jail where he died of malnutrition and dehydration after he couldn't afford bail. When you arrest a homeless person, it is likely they won't have bail, so they stay in prison, and I get that. But what do we do about the growing number of homeless people? And let me again say, people. My first thought is tackling root causes like mental illness, unemployment, or finding a job that pays a living wage. And then there is drug addiction. So how do we address all these issues? In the meantime, how do we support the homeless crisis while keeping a city safe and appealing. Locally in Knoxville, more than 50% of all individuals experiencing homelessness in our area said that it was a lack of affordable housing, evictions, and physical or mental health challenges as reasons why they are homeless. Knoxville has more than 16 facilities, nine programs, and 7,500 volunteers dealing with homelessness. According to a report from the city of Knoxville last May, there are 1,178 people experiencing homelessness in the city on any given night. That's a 50% increase from the year prior. We also have a growing number of kids aging out of the foster care system that often end up homeless as well. While I'm talking about Knoxville, I was reading a list of the top 25 cities with the lowest life expectancy. And while Jackson, Mississippi was at the top of the list with a life expectancy of 74.4 years, Knoxville, Tennessee ranked number seven with a life expectancy of 75.5 years. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T.
show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM. Just the best every day. All right, listeners, now joining us is our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. And Pam, thank you for continuing to talk with T. By virtue of the fact we are doing a new show 
and not a rerun. Folks can figure out that we did not hit the big lottery. There was actually a single winner out of Maine for the jackpot over $1 billion. There was a lucky player out of Knoxville that hit pretty big, winning $640,000. Was that you? No, because we would definitely be somewhere warm. (laughs) Me and my my crew. Well, I appreciate you thinking of us. So since we're still here, then it wasn't you. But congratulations to the lucky winners, and maybe we will try again the next time it gets up to a sizable amount. Heck, I'm about to try if it gets up to $100, but anyway. (laughs) This week, like most weeks, stories of violence stream across the media, and I saw that a number of people were gathered outside a club near Houston, Texas, when a vehicle pulled up, multiple armed people got out, started shooting. Folks were running around. And it was just like a mafia scene from what I could tell. And two men, three women were hit. One of the five victims was pronounced dead a short time later. At least six people, including an infant, were shot and killed following a violent altercation in Central California early Monday. Deputies say there are at least two shooters. The incident wasn't a random act of violence. They thought that the family had been targeted with gang associations, and that there was a potential drug investigation. And it's more. A Murfreesboro man has been charged with criminal homicide after a Saturday morning shooting, and it led to the death of a passenger in another car. Caleb Harney, age 22, was charged after what law enforcement called a road rage-related fatal shooting. So people out here, they're just too angry. People are too upset. And it seems like... You put your life at risk by doing normal day-to-day things like driving, going to the store, or church, or school, or work. And I don't know if we pay attention to it more, but it seems to me like there are more and more and more stories involving violence. It really is. And growing up, even in our younger years, we didn't see or hear about all of this. And I was reading also where this University of Alabama basketball player was arrested on campus and charged with capital murder for shooting at a car and killing a 23-year-old female in there. And Mm -hmm. her her mother's Facebook post, she said that he shot at the car because the girl wouldn't talk to him. So rest in peace to Jamea Harris. She leaves behind a five-year-old little boy. It's just it's just getting outrageous. That's super sad. It is outrageous. And while you brought that up, it makes me think about the whole domestic violence crisis, which is growing. Carlos Lamont Jones, age 23, out of Melbourne, Florida, got mad because his girlfriend didn't answer his text messages or phone calls. So he went to her home where she lived with her father, pulled out a gun, shot her in the back 15 times. So the story you shared, you said the female wouldn't talk to the guy and in this particular one similarly this girl wasn't responding to text messages or phone calls in which you have a right not thinking that you're going to end up dead right and it seems like it's starting younger and younger because there was a 14 year old boy that shot his girlfriend because she wanted to end it in the head four times and she survived Mm. to talk about it so that's insane I wish people would realize that there is always, especially when you're young, you just don't know how many people that you're going to date or think you like. 
At 14, I thought me and Michael Bisson was going to be together, but we wasn't. Mm, and you moved on. I moved on. Yeah. Well, I talked a little earlier in the show about Dr. King and honoring his legacy on his national holiday, and we all know Dr. King pushed nonviolence, and I'm sad to share that at least eight people were shot at a Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration in Fort Pierce, Florida. Four other people were injured in the chaos following the gunfire. People had gathered at a park for an MLK car show and family fun day that included live music, activities for children, and all of that. And it was intended to honor and celebrate Dr. King, and instead, this foolishness happened. I know Dr. King is rolling over in his grave for the violence that goes on on his day. And also, I don't know if people have seen that $10 million sculpture in Boston that they unveiled the other day. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. I won't tell you what it looks like or whatever, but if you're listening, please please go check it out because he needs to come up, come up after grad, go up there and, <laughs> and take it down. And just take you it made down. me curious. As soon as we get done with this edition of Talking With T, I'm going to go check it out. And then listeners, I'm going to share it for you to give your opinion as well. I'm going to change the direction a little bit from violence. We're going to talk about Kanye West. Now, supposedly he has found himself a new bride, and this is less than two months after finalizing his divorce from Kim Kardashian. It's an Australian designer for his Yeezy brand, and she's now in the spotlight. Her name is Bianca, and I think it's Sensory, although I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but she's in the spotlight now after marrying Kanye West in a non-legal bonding ceremony. So what does that even mean? Are they married or not? A non-legal bonding ceremony? Is That's that, what they said. Is that what I heard at the, at the jail? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Pam, do your job. Investigate it and let us know next week if he is married or not and what a whole non-legally bonding ceremony is. I sure will. Well, a Philadelphia woman was arrested and detained for shoplifting in Texas. The only problem was she had never been to Texas. In a case of mistaken identity, Julie Hudson spent a week, a whole week behind bars after she walked into a police station asking for assistance on January 5th. She had been applying for jobs, and each time she would apply, the background checks would come up and say, she had a criminal record, so she went to the police to find out, well, after she got there, she was arrested. How in the heck does this happen, you may ask? I do. All right. Well, a woman with her same name was caught on camera shoplifting, and they said the woman kind of looked like Miss Hudson, but she is now considering legal action. Can you imagine spending a whole week in jail for shoplifting in a state that you've never been to? And why did it take a whole week for them to, to figure that out? I don't know. I don't that know. that means they had her in there with, with no bond because she couldn't even bond bond out. I would be for shoplifting. Hmm. For shoplifting. What what did she steal? I don't know. You need to look that up too. Well she didn't steal anything. Because she'd never been to Texas, but the actual person, I don't know what they stole. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. She She's about to get, get paid, though. She should. She should. Now, Tori Lanez's father, Sean Star Peterson, 
took to Instagram to let everyone know that he and his family have forgiven Megan Thee Stallion after Daystar Peterson, which is his son, better known to us as Tori Linnaeus, and he was found guilty of shooting Megan Thee Stallion in both her feet following an argument they had back in the summer of 2020. The reason I even bring this up is I'm trying to figure out why they're in the position to forgive her after their son is the one that shot her. Well, I mean, do you know more details than I know? No, he basically shot her. She's the victim. Well, while we're talking about that, I'm going to bring up some stupid criminal news out of Miami-Dade County, Florida. A man's been arrested after attempting to rob a South Florida grocery store using a stapler. He went to Publix, told the cashier he had a gun, and put some money in the bag. Instead, the cashier called the police. He was quickly arrested with his black stapler that he was trying to pretend was a gun, and he's lucky that stapler didn't cost him his life. <sighs> that, that's that's my long side for, for Jay, who's not with us this week, but a stapler, really. Yeah. Also, a driver called police for help while at a gas station needing assistance with a locked fuel cart, whatever that is. At any rate, the man was driving a vehicle he had stolen. So, again, people, we do not promote, condone, or suggest you participate in any criminal activity. But if you do, don't call the police if you are in the middle of the crime for help. You remember there was a guy running from the police, and he got lost in the woods, I think, and had to call the police to help him. <laughs> I remember. And then last week, didn't some people call the police uh, for help, and then when the police tried to help them, they found all that marijuana in the car? Definitely the world's dumbest criminals call. <laughs> the police should be the last people that, that you call. Well, Pam, before we go, let's chat real quick about the rising cost of eggs. I'm trying to figure out why eggs went up in price so rapidly, so I did a little investigation myself because when I asked you, you told me nothing that made sense to my mind. So I looked it up myself this time and found out the avian flu has affected about 57 million chickens. And I wonder... How soon the chickens are going to get better and when the prices are going to go back down? Because somebody told me we ain't having no Easter egg hunts this year. No, we ain't having no Easter egg hunts. Ain't nobody been egging no cars. <laughs> and listeners, she didn't want to, she didn't want to believe what I told her about why the eggs are so high. Because when you, if you've ever been to a barn or a farm, you'll see the chicken oh, in there by herself laying the eggs. So those were single mother chickens. So these new eggs are two parent household chicken eggs. So that's why they're so high. I just just thought I'd put that out there. I mean you see y'all y'all see why I wasn't gonna buy that story, right? And I don't even as usual at some point in the show she leaves me speechless. So what I'm gonna do is let that be it for this bit. And, Pam, I think I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. But I have one more thing. Oh, good. Congratulations. Since we were talking about um, killings and all that violence, um, yeah. my, my Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcats put a killing on the Tennessee Vols this past week. <laughs> and 
at Tasha Bowen Arena. So I just want to say congratulations to them and hello to my UT fan friends. I just love y'all. When I said that's it for this bid, I should have ended it right there. But that's it for real this time. That's it. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.